Live from the Luna Sea, this is the Deadbeat Club. This week I'm hosting, I'm Preston Radke, and joined as always by my somewhat fine compatriots. Ryan Fine. And Graham Taylor. Thank you for joining. Oh, of course, Burton, the dog, is here. He'd say hi, but I haven't if, taught him to speak yet. He He's said, not much of a talker. If not he said hi, I would be uh, a little concerned, not going to lie. Well, I would think that would be great podcast material. It, it would. would no, it definitely would. We would have to rebrand, but uh, we could probably work him in. It'd be great. Anyway, Burton aside, this <laughs> week was, or last, this this week it was my turn to um, have have these gentlemen and Ryan listen to a record. Oh. <coughs> oh. Sorry, Ryan. And I decided to choose... <coughs> I have to apologize, guys. I am slightly sick, so if I sound very hoarse, well, you have a dog and a horse live. So this week we listened to My Maudlin Career by Camera Obscura. Now some background on Camera Obscura. They are from Glasgow, Scotland. Scotland. So we're getting all international here. I mean, well, we did Canada last week and um, Illinois the week before. So Illinois is wild, let me tell you. That's I know. Great album, country. too. Great album. Oh, Ooh. absolutely. <clears throat> um, just some quick some quick background on Camera Obscura. Who? Who? Yeah, who? I've never heard of them. They're too obscure. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long episode, isn't it, Preston? It's either going to be very long or very short. <laughs> Depends what you do. <laughs> So, Camera Obscura, like I said, are from Glasgow, Scotland. They originated in the mid-90s. Um, hey, so did I. <laughs> me too. Same. I came out the same year that 10 by Pearl Jam came out. So, I have that <laughs> going for me. And Dookie, Green Day. They don't want to hear our banter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the current lineup for Camera Obscura, it's, tra- it's changed a little bit. Lead singers Tracy Ann Campbell. A quick aside on Tracy Ann Campbell and Camera Obscura. You know, I'm not a huge country fan. And this certainly isn't country, but it is country-ish. But I'm just real impressed with myself because I never thought that I'd really like a band with a lead singer with the name of Tracy Ann. But that's neither here nor there. Miss Campbell is the guitarist and lead vocalists. You have Kenny McKeeve. He also does the guitars and does some backup vocaling. Gavin Dunbar, bass. Lee Thompson, drums. Um, as we'll discuss in the album, they have a, a very very big touring band because there's lots of the use of, there's lots of stringed instruments in their songs as i'm sure you gentlemen noticed oh yeah absolutely. Oh, okay yeah. good all right good um <clears throat> my modeling career was it came out in 2009 april 2009 that's also when my 15th birthday was so i think i think we know it was the important thing Man. in that month or i think i know what their inspiration was anyway so, um, so did you make them modeling of course, of this, course. This episode's just all about you, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Isn't every episode? Yes. Well, stop. Um, I know you guys don't really care about this, but I'll share it anyway. Um, by reception-wise and by reviews, my modeling career was their most well-received by all the all the critics. All the kids liked my modeling career of those who reviewed it. Well, um, not all the kids. Except for Graham. Oh, hey, spoiler, hey, spoiler, hey, spoiler, spoiler. Hey. Don't call right. me out like that. <clears throat> and just as more of a kind of a backup, you may you may notice some similarities between Camera Obscura and a little band called Bell and Sebastian. That's because they were pretty much started up by Mr. Stuart Murdoch. He helped produce a few of their first two records. Um, and there are a few songs in this record that I think you can kind of see his influence. It's and just remember, it's very important to not confuse Stuart Murdoch with Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Or it's very important. Yeah. Or Murdoch Nichols. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Gorilla's Man himself. <laughs> I think that's his official title, Gorilla's Man. <laughs> yes. And as usual, we're going to get things started with some questions. Wait, I have a question for you before oh, we start. Oh, 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 shoot. You were talking about producers, but I didn't hear you mention James Murphy's name at all. Yeah, I know. What the heck? James Murphy! <laughs> all right. There you go. Oh, that's you out go. of the way. Um, now we have our forced running joke <laughs> out of the way. Pilot! Stop. Oh, I'm stopping. I actually, before we get to the questions, this is my first time hosting, so I'm a little, I'm a little slap happy right now. Um, Ow! Who? <laughs> um, I discovered Camera Obscura and specifically this band about four or five years ago. Admittedly, French Navy was it got me hooked, frankly. And you'll notice that it, I'm not gonna say it's m- my favorite song on the album, but it, it, it's in the ballpark. And ever since I heard that song four or five years ago, I kind of got into this record. And they started listening to their other stuff, which it's my favorite camera album, but their other albums are pretty good too. All right, questions. Gentlemen and Ryan, what are your thoughts on the use of these stringed instruments in this record overall? Do you like it? Do you think it's kind of cacophonous? Um, it's kind of polarizing because a, a lot of reviewers and a lot of people that I've talked to said that they like the use of it, but they kind of go a little overboard. So speak. Uh, I actually think they were kind of necessary. Um, Good answer. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I don't know. There's, like, times on the album where the strings are kind of the most notable thing happening, in my opinion, which I guess could be a good or bad thing. Like, even after I'm done listening to the album, I always have the string bit from French Navy stuck it's in my in head. It's in my head right now. Yeah, I, I know. It's it in out. my head right now, too. <laughs> it's so catchy. Yeah, it actually kind of reminds me of this band called Arcade Fire that... <laughs> I, I don't know if any of you have ever listened to oh, them. James but... Murphy. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. he was involved with Arcade Fire for like two seconds. Um, that's my opinion on the strings. Ah, uh, good opinion. Thank you. I don't. Know, I tend to worked hard on it. <laughs> I tend to really enjoy strings in music, especially like modern music. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they're done very well here. They set Good. them apart. It definitely like defined their sound, I think. Yeah. Or it's one of the defining aspects of their sound. Right. And I don't know. Some might say it was overdone, but maybe it could have been done even more. Oh, Ooh. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I really I liked the use of the strings, frankly. It was it was different and different's good. It it made it seem more high class, frankly. And you know, we're all about high class music here. Um so I guess I like the use of it. There were a few times, I'll point this out when you go track by track, where I thought the um, string parts kind of overshadowed Tracy Ann's voice um, in the sense that it was, frankly, better than her voice listening to <laughs> the strings instruments and just I think they're a bit too loud, so maybe it could have volumed it down a little bit. But other than that, I really liked it. Um, question number two. Uh, we just talked about Tracy Ann's voice, so what do you think of her voice? Some people like it. Some people think the reverb really helped her. I think that. I like her voice a lot, but what do you guys think of her voice? Uh, I was I was a big fan of it. Ooh. I'm I don't know because if you look at my music library, unfortunately, I do not have like a lot of female vocalists. Wow, Graham. I know I'm a wow. terrible person in this 21st what? century, and that's not to say I don't like them because I love them. Like I love female vocalists most of the time, but uh, I don't know. And hers is no exception. She sets herself apart. Very a very dreamy voice, very melodic. I think mm, melodic. And you're gonna you're gonna find that there's a lot I like about this album. Really? There's there's really a lot that I do enjoy about this album, good. and her voice is good, one of good, them. Good, good, good. I'm excited. We're, you should be excited too, Ryan. 
Yeah, um, I think her voice is really interesting. I, I like it. Um, it works pretty well with this kind of music because, like, I don't know, like Preston said, it's kind of country-ish, mm-hmm. and her mm-hmm. voice kind of fits into that. And definitely um, dabbles in that kind of dream pop. Yeah. Weirdly enough, like, the first person that I was reminded of when I heard Tracy Ann's voice was Zoe Deschanel. I can see that or hear yeah. that, I guess. Yeah, I like Zoe Deschanel, but that's... <laughs> That's not 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 now. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. This is kind of obvious, and I apologize for the bad, the not so innovative questions here. But themes. What are the overall themes of this album? And do you think some more some of the more obvious themes are a tad overdone? Because there is one theme that's very obvious. Okay, I think I might be about to get it out of the way. All right, oh. let's hear it. So I think the like the biggest thing that this album is about is about deteriorating relationships. <laughs> Like there's <laughs> songs about like beginning and yeah beginning and end of relationships. Pilot. Um, yeah, um, pilot, whatever. <laughs> I guess I'm going with it now. Focus. If, if you started listening during this episode, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a bunch of like slightly different perspectives on failed relationships, and um, like. Like, French Navy really, like, kind of starts the whole arc with the line, relationships or something I used to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of, like, goes from there. Any other thoughts? GT. Uh, yeah, I agree with you that relationships and their falling apart is very prominent in this album. Even the uh, title, well, not directly, it does kind of allude to it, my maudlin career. Maudlin. Whereas maudlin is, like, what, like a... Oh, I forgot the meaning of the word. Ah, uh, yes, I I looked I looked this up like two seconds before show the show prep. started. Yeah, um, I did look it up. I just forgot it. Yeah, oh. it just means like like really dramatically sad, like to the point of like drunkenness. That yeah, I knew drunkenness was a part of it. Yeah, there you go. But uh, besides just that, I thought that there are a lot of actually really like critical and like kind of almost sarcastic oh, tones yes. to this album. Very, oh yeah, which very. is another thing I really really liked about it. All right. Um, I don't know. You guys said all the themes that that are there, so good job. Um, all of them. Ooh, on the surface, a lot relation. of people think like a lot of the themes are about love, which a lot of them are. And Te- technically, they are. Yes. And when I first heard this album, frankly, er, all those four years, I was like, dude, I'm sick and tired of hearing about freaking love. <laughs> and that was after Swans. <laughs> yeah. Swans is a song, not. I mean, it is a band too. But we're talking about Swans. Yeah, they don't usually <laughs> sing about love. <laughs> no, but I kind of grew to accept it. Um, <clears throat> they're kind of like Tegan and Sarah in the sense that it's pretty much love and some not good friendships that they sing about. So, without further ado, <laughs> speaking of French, let's talk about the album. All right, track one, French Navy. It's been um, previously mentioned. It's it was the most popular song on the album. It was featured in a few commercials. It's featured in a few films. Not would, enough films. Would, I think it should be featured in every single chick flick in the world. But French Navy, shoot. Mm-hmm. All right, hold on. Cause first, I gotta say I don't really see it being a chick flicky song. I, I see it know. more like a uh, Wes Anderson esque music piece. Hmm. Not necessarily Wes Anderson himself, but like that genre, that mood. Genrally the same. Yeah. Well, I don't know, Graham. I'm going to paint you a picture. I'm going to get my brush ready and get you get your eyes ready, okay? My eyes are prepared. <clears throat> I picture a young female character. Okay. Uh, 
make it maybe a Zoe D Chanel. <laughs> oh, maybe if you will. Walking Possibly. down the street of some big city, kind of bemoaning her relationship life, and then she comes across a character, a man or a woman, you know, twenty first century. Twenty first century. Um, <clears throat> and then this song is playing. It's in Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> oh, now five hundred days of summer. Now that. A... Anyway. Um, <clears throat> And this song is playing in the background. I just feel like this would be a good song to play in the beginning of a film like that. Your response, sir? I can definitely see it in 500 Days of Summer, but that's not your typical uh, chick flick rom-com. It's a great movie. movie. It is, but that's beside the point. Anyway, rom-coms and all that aside, I love the song. I love this song so much. It's in my head right now. I just can't bum, get it bum. out of my head. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I listen to it, I feel like I am in a dusty library, in I don't know well, where, but it's 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 a magical place. All right. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, I think this kind of thing has been done before, but that doesn't mean that it's not done really well. Like. One thing that I really liked about this song was that there's, like, all these serious kind of cryptic lyrics, like you said about a dusty library and a moon by the lake. And then there's the line, you make me go ooh, ooh. with the thing that you do. <laughs> and I'm like, that that was good. Like, uh, it, it made me chortle. I'm actually going to give this song my, my gold star. Oh, it's I, all downhill from here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, it's no. my favorite song, it's a great song on the album. Um. I gotta, it's just so catchy, so good. I gotta say, you're not that original, cause uh, I was also gonna give the no! song my gold star. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's my bronze star. Bronze, star. bronze star. Okay, <laughs> there's there's a couple on here that I could maybe justify. Uh huh. I really like the string part in this song. I think that's been talked about already. I, it's in my head it's right in now. In your head, in whether your, it's, okay. Whether it's good or bad, it's memorable, and that's you know, that's a good thing for your good. song. Yes. Yeah. I think it's a great first song, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, to someone who is just listening to camera for the first time, and you hear that the first time, you're you're hooked. You're like, huh, maybe the other ten songs on this album will be like this one. <laughs> In which... And the next one is... Shh. <laughs> oh, I should have said this earlier. We are going to review the camera, the My Modeling Career um, version that has been released on vinyl in the United States. Um, this version only has 11 songs on it. And I think that's also the version that you guys found on Spotify? Yes, <laughs> 11 songs. Because yeah. I, I use Apple Music and I have this on vinyl, but I specifically listen to this mainline Apple Music, and there's actually 12 songs on the Apple Music version. So my apologies, we will not be getting the 12th song. Um, in Australia, Secret. they actually were given five extra songs. What's the deal? I mean, oh. we speak English in the United States, too. It's not just Australia. <laughs> Maybe anyway. because they feel sorry for people who live in Australia. Spiders, baby. Oh, spiders. Oh, yeah. Good atmosphere in the song. Great energy. You know, the lyrics are a little mixed. I think they're a little basic, but I think they're a little interesting. The make me go, ooh, was... <laughs> I don't know if it's a great lyric, but it was is innovative because I didn't think that, that she would say that, frankly. I, know, I thought it was great. Uh-huh. It definitely caught my attention. Mm-hmm. And what more can you ask for? Um... Yeah, good energy, very catchy. I like it. It's not my favorite song, but it's pretty close. All right. Speaking of the sweetest thing, Graham Taylor. <laughs> oh, well, as you may have been paying attention to, I think this song sounds almost criminally uh, similar to French Navy. Bum, bum. Not like word for word carbon copy, but 
I didn't realize that the song had necessarily changed when I was first listening to the album. Mm-hmm. And you know, you think you know as much as I love French Navy, I'd like the song just as much, but it, it's not entirely the case. I just don't think it was as strong. It's still a good song, but the fact that it sounds so similar to French Navy and it's right after French Navy doesn't. I think it does it a disservice, if a you will. A disservice. I will say, I think they should have. They could have done a much better job um, arranging the track listing of this song because I agree. I think they should have split these two songs up. <coughs> Maybe put the sweetest thing a few tracks down the list, and I'll talk about this later. But there are a lot of songs, a few songs on the back end, I thought would have done a lot better if they were earlier in the album because I think they're kind of hidden, forgot about. Because there are some songs on here that are really good, but no one ever talks about them because I think it's because they're hidden in the back of the album. Right. <laughs> okay, so. I really like this song. It might be my next favorite, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Um, The strings kind of... I wouldn't say they carry the song. Like, the vocal melody is really cool, too, I think. But it's catchy. It is sort of in the same vein as French Navy. So I don't know if that necessarily does it a disservice. I think it's kind of a... um, I think it's kind of a little bit standard to have all the kind of catchiest like single worthy songs at the beginning mm-hmm. um, Fair point yeah but i don't know i like i like it i think it's a good tune it's a little bit slower mm-hmm. than french navy so a little bit of contrast well it's the gold time guys this is my favorite song on the album all right good choice i love this song i lo- i really love this song it's really good. It's, now it really is all it's, downhill. It's, <laughs> it's excellent. Um, Nothing good left to say. Let's see what else have I? What else have you guys not said about this album that I agree with? Oh, oh, um, her voice is good. Good atmosphere. I like the progression. I really mm-hmm. love the chorus. Um, good bridge. Good bridge. And, I mean, the state of Cle- the the city of Cleveland really gets a bad rap. However, it is featured. In this song, in the beginning, um, she, the, I believe the line is, from Chicago to Cleveland, and then she rambles on about something else. But anyway, <laughs> you people from Cleveland and from the greater Cleveland area should take some solace that their city was mentioned in the best song on this album. Gold Star, <laughs> great song. I really like it. Um, so yeah, you told a lie, Ryan. Did I? Uh, well, anyway. <laughs> um Bad jokes. Yeah. I was going to say something about Ohio, but I decided not to. Oh, well, that's okay. Oh, Preston made enough bad jokes before we started this, <laughs> so you just didn't get speaking that on the recording. Speaking of you told a lie. Uh, well, anyway, I think it's an interesting song because, like, depending on which eye you're, like, squinting with, this is either, like, a country song or, like, a jazz song, like a yacht jazz song <laughs> like I could like I could picture the song being played on a cruise ship uh-huh. or uh, like in a barn like <laughs> yeah jazz is that a real genre it should be because <laughs> if be. it's not we just canonized that that's a for real more on now. yacht jazz listen to uh, light a roman candle with me by fun okay <laughs> good point <laughs> um I like, I like that that's good yeah but um I think the lyrics kind of more lend itself to the country theory so um that's pretty much all i had to say about this song yeah i'm in the same vein did not have a lot to say about it i did like uh its contrast to the previous two songs it was a lot slower a little more toned down Mm -hmm. and i don't know i 
I think you got right that it could be country or jazz, and until this point, I didn't really think about it like that, but now that I am, it's kind of makes the song a bit more two-dimensional in my mind, gives it a bit more mer- merit, yeah, at least in my eyes. All right. I'm glad I could put more perspective in your mind. And that's what we're all about here. I did not like this song. Like, and any reasons or just... I really didn't <laughs> like it. Um, I think the, the lyrics are kind of cheesy, like the whole... You know, if you're a flat of your season, then you'd be in bloom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Man, seriously. I miss some of these things. Seriously, I if I needed cheesy pickup lines, I'd just talk to my friends. Oh well, <laughs> but not you these... already have enough cheesy pickup lines, oh. Preston. Uh, I just thought the lyrics are really kind of antiquated and not that great. I did like the countryness of the song. That was a nice change. It was a good precursor to later uh, songs on the album. Um, this like is the... one of the instances where the strings seem to. Obscure Tracy Ann's lyrics. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. You yell at us for making obscure jokes, but then you come up right there and make an obscure pun. I wasn't, no, I, I couldn't think of a better word. What could say, overshadow? Mm, yeah. Well, you could have. You could have, but you didn't. So now you're just as guilty as us. Whatever. Yeah, I think her, I mean, like I just said, I didn't really like your lyrics that much, and I guess it's kind of contradictory, but I feel like there are some instances where, um, the stringed instruments were just pit, a bit too loud, and I re- they overshadowed those really basic lyrics. I know that's kind of contradictory, but I'm sorry. Um, this is one of those songs where it seems like it's longer than it is. Like, this is only 341. It feels like it's oh, like really? four and a half to five minutes long. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I can definitely see that. <laughs> so with that in mind, this is getting my... Skull and crossbow. It's, I, think I think it's, it's rotten, rotten egg. Rotten egg. This is my getting my rotten egg. <laughs> And it's really interesting. I usually like songs that are third on the CD or on the record, but not this one. That's interesting. <laughs> this one's not very good. Yeah, and that. the thing is, I used to like the song a lot. This is probably my second favorite song in the album I first listened to a few years ago. Not anymore. Times are changing. Okay. Away with murder. Away with it. There's, yes, that's the next <laughs> song. <laughs> um. So you know how I just said I thought the sweetest thing sounded a lot like French Navy? Oh, yeah. I think Away with Murder sounds a lot like uh, You Told a Lie. No, say it how she said murder. Oh, come on. Murder. You spoiled it. I was going to say, I was not too keen on the song, but there's one saving grace, (laughs) and it is how she pronounces murder. Murder. Because I cannot even hope to pronounce it the way she does. Yeah, that's true. She, like, rolls all the letters at the same time. Seems very slightly sarcastic. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. This album, a little bit. with a sarcastic tone, I don't believe you. Yeah, I know. No. <laughs> There's, <laughs> like, whole sarcastic lines in The Sweetest Thing about irony. So. <laughs> irony. Yeah, I, it's a pretty nice ballad, but it's kind of nondescript. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the melody of this song off the top of my head. Um, so. Wow, show prep. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, that was, says something about I did listen to this album, like, a couple times. If it was a memorable song, I probably would have remembered it, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, I still remember, like, most of the songs here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I It's weird. This is very similar to um, You're Told a Lie, but I actually really like this song. And maybe it's just because of how she says, murder. Stop, you're not doing it justice. Please. Not. Please listen Please. to this song. Stop listening to this so podcast. Can... Hey, 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 no, hey. No, shut up, Preston. Stop listening to this podcast right now and listen to Away With Murder just so you know what we're talking about, please. And then please, of course, come back and listen to us because we're, we're good. We need you. <laughs> in all honesty, I was real excited because I had this whole diatribe and 
uh, this bit of discourse planned about how I'm just going to talk about how she says murder. But, you know, you guys got off class a few hours ago, so you don't want to hear that. Oh, the discourse. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like the lyrics to this song. Like I said, it's very similar to the one before. This one seems more folksy, whereas the other one seems more country. Those, those are kind of similar, but this one seems more folksy. There, there is a difference. Um, good reverb on this song. Um, I think this really helped her, helped out her voice. It really showed off her voice. It did her voice a lot of a lot of justice. So, next, Swans. And remember, Swans is a song in this instance, not not the band. They're very they're very different from Camera Obscura. I don't know because the first thing I thought of when I listened to Swans was yeah. Yeah, this is definitely just like the band. <laughs> yeah, this is a song that gave them their name. That's so not that, true at all. That aside, anyone just want to start off with this one or my? You can. Okay. Um. So yeah, I thought you know we're we're four five songs into the sound at this point, and right now I think we have like two distinct sounds. Mm-hmm. And I I want to say it's gotten repetitive, but it's kind of repeat a bit and then swans comes along and it's just off to a great start and it's just super different Mm -hmm. and it just pulled me in with that good yeah i agree this is another one of my favorite (coughs) songs on the album like right from the start there's that um bit with the the glockenspiel Glockenspiel. and that's also still stuck in my head um i that's one of my favorite like instrumental lines on the album I feel like this song would be great live. I don't know why. Yeah, I, can, I agree. I get that feel, too. There's a lot of energy to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, there's this, um, like, right before that part with the glockenspiel comes back in, there's this part with a really cool chord progression that I appreciate a lot. Like, I love when the chord progression is the coolest part about a song. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay, full disclosure, at first I didn't like this song very much, and then I listened to it some more, and I got smart. <clears throat> um, I will say that her vocals really don't match the energy of the other instruments, at least in the beginning of the song, and then she, she gets another wind and kind of catches up. Great energy in this song. Um, like I said, I feel like this would be really good live, mostly because of the drums. I really like the drum, the drum part in this song. It really gives it, some, gives it some nice beat. It's not exactly a dance song, but I feel like this is very drum-driven. Um, I like the glockenspiel, just so it gives me an excuse to say, Glockenspiel. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a it's a good song. If if French Navy and you know, the sweetest thing weren't a thing, this would probably be in the running. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And I do want to point out one of the lines. Point away. I I really do like it. It's uh oh you want to be a writer? Fantastic idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe that one's supposed to be sincere, <coughs> but if it's not, then it's just. I don't think so. It just sounded so sarcastic. Just the use of the word fantastic. Fantastic, fantastic idea. Fantastic in most contexts sounds just so bitter to me. I know. <laughs> I just had to get that one out there. And next is James. You know what James reminds me of? James Murphy. <laughs> oh, oh man. Okay. okay, let's talk about James. I thought we were going to talk about um Murphy. the band's James. <laughs> oh, we our, should review when, that someday, and oh, then that'll be the last episode. Day. When are Swans and James touring together? <gasps> Collaboration. S- super group. That would be wild. <laughs> Let me just tell you that. But back to the song, James. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the song fades in, which mm-hmm. I've only heard in a couple other songs before, surprisingly. Really? Yeah. Huh. Like the only one I can think of off the top of my head is Black Star by Radiohead. Right. Um, there's mm-hmm. probably a couple others I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. This is um. This is a really simple 
like end of a relationship heartbreak ballad. And there's honestly so many lines in here that are so cliched. Anthony. I, <laughs> can't keep calling him out like this. Yeah, can't I even know. defend himself. I know he's not even here to like shut you down. <laughs> anyway, there's lines like "You broke me. I thought I knew you well. <laughs> can't you see you belong with me? Like, is this a Taylor Swift song? Oh, I was just thinking that. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I- I'm not a fan of it. This is my rotten egg of the album. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Yeah, all right, all right, it's a fair right. enough assessment. I oh, wouldn't go that far because there were a lot of things I did like about it. I did like that it kind of faded in. It was super mellow, especially when the previous songs, while not like super energized, felt more, I guess, dense. And this right. one was very, very relaxed. And the like background instrumentation I really liked. There was again those strings, and if you listen real hard, there's a really nice melody in the back there. Not super upfront, unfortunately obscured by the lyrics. Oh, overshadowed. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't go so far as to give it a rotten egg. But yeah, the lyrics, while usually a strong point on this album, I think not very strong here. All right, all right, all right. The oh. lyrics were kind of basic, antiquated, if you will. But I actually basic. liked her. I liked her voice in this um <clears throat> in this song. It's very soothing. Made me think about lying down in a hammock. In my backyard that I don't have. But anyway. And the hammock that you don't have? We should get a hammock. We should. Okay. The atmosphere is good in the song. (laughs) It's very catchy. I think it's very catchy. This got stuck in my head for a long time. I think this song could use a bit more progression, quite frankly. It just seems to happen and then disappear. I don't feel like this song really grew very much. It's average, frankly. It's not one of my favorite songs. It's not one of my least favorite songs. Like I said, I wish I wish it was longer, wish there was more progression, but her voice really works. I like the song for her voice. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to talk about Careless Love. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Careless Love. <laughs> so, those opening notes, guys. What do we think of those opening notes? <laughs> that almost cacophonous string explosion if you yeah, will it's good i, I like, like it i yeah. love it so much i like it a lot and then they it's kind unexpected of, then they kind of stop and they really don't do anything else with those strings again till the very end mm-hmm. and i think mm. that's just a darn shame yeah i feel like apart from the strings this kind of sounds like other songs on this album like a lot mm-hmm. but because of the strings it kind of differentiates like and the strings are very prominent in this album but on the song they are very different I think there's a different sound to them mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah if this song keeps up with this it'll be a great song but it really doesn't until the end there's kind of a build up with the strings again yeah I think it was kind of like a hint for like the end of the song like beware guys there's strings on this song <laughs> <laughs> they will be here haven't heard those in Minutes. since the last song <laughs> <laughs> yeah anything else to add Ryan um, yeah I mean you know it's another slow song like the one before it, and it's um about the end of a relationship like mm-hmm. the one, the one before, before it. it. <laughs> yeah, and again, I guess it's kind of a little bit different. Like the relationship was failing, and now it's over, and I'm trying to think of you as a friend, but I just can't. Um, but one thing that I do really like about this song that sets it apart is that ending with the strings when they come back in and they like dramatically change the key, right? And they have their own little bit. And then, Bite. for some reason, it 
ends in a clarinet solo, which <laughs> was random, I like but I appreciated that. I really it. Like I, I did appreciate yeah. it. I, I was wish, just like, where did that come from? I wish more artists would use clarinet and just not you know, throw them randomly at the end of a song. But hey, stop, yeah. it was nice. stop that. <laughs> appreciate it, man. So, uh, so full disclosure, guys. Um, I, I think this one is getting my rotten egg. Not because really? I don't like it, because oh. there are parts that I really like it oh. about it, but they it just tricks you with the strings at the beginning, and then it just stops, and it's like a generic song again. Well, and it's all uphill from there. Right? I can only <laughs> say more good things. We, the collective, can. That's right. Uh, good progression in this song, actually. Um, there wasn't, I don't know, the progression in the one before was not really a progression, but there's good progression here. I really like the strings, as everyone else has said. Um at first, I was I thought that the strings kind of overshadowed. You mean <laughs> obscured? Obscured? <laughs> no, come on, guys, I, we're better than this. I feel like no, we're not. At first, serious? At first, I thought that they kind of overshadowed Tracy Ann's voice, but then I was like, oh no, nah, I like it. It's okay. It, I'll, I'll take it. The one thing I thought of, <clears throat> gentlemen, o- only one thing, only one thing, and this is a good thing to think of. I actually think this would be a good closer. Oh well, yeah, I, I could. I could actually see that. that. I think this would be a better closer than the closer that's on here. Quite frankly, um, this is one of the instances where I think this song should be located elsewhere. Um, it's another average song. Um, quite frankly, I like it a little bit more than James, but it's nowhere near the Navy or this <laughs> thing. Well, hey. I thought it was quite nice. All right, time for my modeling career. The song. Ooh, title oh, track. There's a song called that too. Yeah. Who knew? I didn't because the song was very forgettable. Oh, Whoa. you can start. Oh, oh, you can oh. start. Okay. Okay. Wow. Apparently, we have different opinions oh. here. But uh, honestly, I cannot remember the song for the life of me. Oh, <laughs> concussions, come on. forehead. Possibly. I mean, I did sleep Show pretty hardly last night. <laughs> But I just don't remember a thing about it. I don't remember the instrumentation. I don't remember the melodies. I don't remember the lyrics. And I don't know. I listened to the album multiple times. Oh, I heard right, the song. Right, right. I, I just nothing well, stuck with me. My name's Preston. In case you forget. <laughs> Man, why? Come on, why you guys do me like that? <laughs> Likewise. Is, is it a good song? You guys tell me. I apparently know nothing. Well, I'm not I arguing with you there. <laughs> <laughs> I did remember. Th- the instrumentation definitely because there's this piano bit that starts at the beginning that kind of has this really cool reverb effect on it like i don't know what kind of production trick they use to get that sound but i liked it mm-hmm. i like that it's kind of like the few songs before these were all like slow ballads and weirdly enough this kind of like treads the line between being a slow ballad and being a loud rock song which i like and um I also think it's good that it kind of, like, explains the title of the album at the end where I'm like, what the heck, modeling career. Mm-hmm. I actually thought it was a pun at first on modeling, modeling career, career yeah. but then after hearing the song, I was like, I'm not so sure. Maybe I... <laughs> that That is the one thing I do remember about the song is the end chorus, his modeling career has come to an end. I don't want to be sad yeah. again. And yeah, and it kind of, like, alludes to another failed relationship. Surprise, surprise. But surprise, I, surprise. I will give the, the song props for that because I... Oh, thanks. I, I did like that part. Yeah, if I also even... think this song would be really cool live. Yeah, I agree. I like the lyrics of this song a lot, um, specifically what we just talked about in the beginning when she's like, now your kisses are giving me concussions when they used to be, you know, sweet and nice. Oh, really? You're making fun of me? 
What? Oh, I thought I thought you were asking if I was concussed. You were just talking about the lyrics. Yes. Oh, maybe well, I, I was. Maybe I am concussed. <laughs> oh, maybe. Well, no, that can't be your excuse. <laughs> no, that's definitely my excuse. Um, I think sometimes camera hits the bridge too early, and makes this was maybe an instance. Um, I w- I really love this song though. Um, great chorus, very good chorus, very catchy, very catchy again. Um, this is one of the instances where I think this song kind of gets forgotten about. Um, I'm no, I don't really, I'm, I don't, I'm not gonna pretend like I know the ins and outs of the radio industry and what singles get released, but I don't know. I feel like this one actually would have been pretty popular if it was released to the mainstream, and maybe it was. I don't think it was, frankly. Um, but I don't know. I think people who listen to this album kind of forget about this just because it's, I believe it's track six or seven. Um, Which is weird because it's the name of the album. I know. Uh-huh. It's weird. <clears throat> This Hey, I, case in point right here. <laughs> hey. Yeah, right. Uh, I really like the piano part. It's cool. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, I really like this song. Like I said, it's probably my third or fourth favorite song in the album. And now we're going to go all rustic. We're going to talk about Forest and Sands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, I think or, sorry, it's... No, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind of... Okay, I feel like it kind of also uses the same trick as you told a lie with like hovering between twangy and jazzy, which I think would have been more interesting if I hadn't already heard you told a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it's a terrible song or anything, but again, I think the lyrics can be a bit basic. I thought it was going to be cooler because of because it's called Forests and Sands. You could do mm-hmm. a whole lot of stuff with imagery as I as I <laughs> hold my wine glass. Hey. Um, I don't actually have alcohol in this recording. And he doesn't drink. Of course, of course you Andy don't. And he doesn't drink. Um, Especially not wine. He's smarter than that. Anyway, um, I have a mix, like a love-hate relationship with Fade Outs in songs. And I don't like this one because I feel like it ended too soon. And that just kind of makes it feel like they were too lazy to write an actual ending to the song. Mm-hmm. I can see that. So this isn't one of my favorite songs on the album by far. Yeah. I don't know. I think after Modern Career, the whole album kind of just starts to fall off. Cause I, I get really tired of, like, the whole relationship It's it, it works for a lot of songs, but, you know. A but there's album. a point that mm-hmm. you are like, I've heard this enough times. Let's talk about something mm-hmm. else. And like you said, Forest and Sand does that, you know, country slash jazz. Not fusion, but dance almost. And... It's okay, but I heard it once before on the album, and right. it did it kind of better. No, it definitely did it better. Yeah, I don't really like this song, guys. It's not going to get my rotten egg, but I just I don't honestly understand what this song brings to the table that wasn't there before. Kind of what you mm-hmm. guys said. Um, it does go country, it does go jazz, but really, I don't think it really does it that well. Um, the lyrics are kind of basic. Instrumentation's okay. Um, she, she kind of showed off her Scottish accent. A bit. Much better than my Scottish accent. <laughs> Scotland. Scotland. Stop it. You're offending our Scottish audience. Sorry, Scott. I had to learn Scottish accent for statesmen. I so. learned Scottish for class last year. So. Really? Yeah. Cool. Uh, so she shows off her Scottish accent, and I think that's, I guess, kind of cool. Admittedly, when I first listened to this record, I didn't, I couldn't figure out where she was from. She sounded like she could be British, but then I was like, maybe she's just an American who's trying to sound British. But no, she's Scottish. So go her Glaswegian. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so that's yeah. a good word. Frankly, I could do without this song. 
It's not my least favorite, but at least my least favorite brings something to the table. Okay, other towns and cities. I really like other towns and cities. It's one of the nicest songs on the album. Like, um, it's just Tracy Ann's voice and mm-hmm. a guitar, which um, is Tracy Ann, also the guitar player, you said. So I guess it's just a good song by Miss Tracy Ann. Miss Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's kind it's of still story. in the relationship vibe, like the failed relationship vibe, but it's kind of weirdly refreshing just because she's kind of, like, thinking about the past and wondering what the past lover is up to now and, like, if they have somebody else now. It's really more subdued. It feels Mm -hmm. more genuine than a lot of the other songs. Yeah. um, I like this song. I really do. I I like how it's kind of the Tracy Ann Campbell show. Um, I think (laughs) this is... It is also kind of forgotten about. Um, I don't. I don't know if this would have worked if it was if it was earlier on in the album, though. Frankly, I think it's a good location right here, so that's cool. Um, <clears throat> I feel like it starts our, starts out very kind of strong and um, assertive, and then it kind of kind of fades out. Kind of marauds is kind of my maraudland career, but anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I think that's good because I think it's kind of symbolic of the relationship that she was involved in how you know they're super close and then because it ended their their kind of communication is kind of faded out kind of left essentially so mm-hmm. it's a good song well it's not much more to add to what you guys already said and having the same camp was a very lovely song i actually think this probably would have made a strong closer because uh, i see could that. see it i mean even though a lot of songs on this album are about relationships ending this one is kind of goes beyond just the end that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the fading, and I think it would have been a good way to fade out the album. But it's, it's not, is it? We come it's not. to the final song on this version of the album Honey in the Sun. Ah. Um, well, if you thought that, uh oh. Um, I forgot a lot about my modeling career. Beating around the bush. I almost do not remember this song at all. My modeling career. I remember the. I remember the refrain. Good song. I, I remember the song ended very nicely, and I enjoyed that part of it. But honestly, I think it might speak a bit about the album. I don't know because I listened to this album at least three times, once super closely, and the song's just not coming back to me. So show prep. I it's not even show prep. <laughs> album prep. What? <laughs> but I don't know, because I think the album just loses a bit of steam. Uh, other towns and cities picked it back up again a little bit, but mm-hmm. Honey in the Sun, I did not remember. Mm. Just straight up. Well, I agree that there's some forgettable tunes on the <laughs> album, but I don't think that Honey in the I, Sun I like is one of them. Tune. Yeah, <laughs> I I like how it ditty. begins like dramatically with all this brass. Um, like I I like how it's just like keeps growing a bit more intense as it goes on. Um. I don't necessarily like the lyrics that much just because it's more like I wish like she just keeps using this um already overdone analogy about having a cold heart but it keeps getting warmer and um like she keeps using cold and warm to mean the same thing um 
I don't know. I I, I really like it um, musically, not so much lyrically, but I think it makes a decent closer. I really like this song. I really like the use of the horns. And um, you remember on the last album, guys, when I was like, James Murphy, James Murphy, James Murphy. Don't tell me he produced this song. No, no, oh. no. <laughs> but I think this song kind of sounded a bit like a song that Bill and Sebastian would have done, um, especially in their later albums. And like I said earlier, Murdoch, Stuart Murdoch, had, <laughs> was very instrumental in getting this band off the ground. Um, I actually didn't. I didn't mind the lyrics. I don't really. They don't stick out. Nothing good. Nothing bad. Um, I frankly liked it because it reminded me of Bill and Sebastian. And if you recall, they are in my top five favorite bands of all time. They are very good bands. Good energy I in this song. I do enjoy them. Good, good, good. Um, it does sound a little countryish, but the horns kind of negate that. So, yeah, it's, that's that's kind of my spiel. Um, Glockenspiel. Glockenspiel. Oh. <laughs> kind of some general information. Um, Camera hasn't released anything in a few years. Um, they're they're touring last year, 2015 actually, and unfortunately one of their band members died, Carrie Lander. Oh. And after that, um, <clears throat> I believe it was a rare form of cancer that she died from, but I could don't quote me on that. Um, and it was right on their tour, and they obviously canceled everything that they were doing, and I think that may have entailed new material, and I really haven't heard anything from them since, so I hope they're not done. Um, like I said, they're not, like, my favorite band, but I really do enjoy listening to them. This is my favorite album by them, by far. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to get into too many of their other stuff. I'll just say this is the most well-produced um, album of all of them. It sounds much more... Uh, just sounds more well produced. The other ones sound a bit more lo-fi. Um, the instrumentation, the strings, the horns sound sound much more in tune in this record. So, I really like it. I, I hope they do something, but I can totally understand if they don't. Okay, Graham, would you recommend this? Uh, Ryan, would you recommend this? Oh God. Oh Lord. Um, not too many people, to be perfectly honest. Um, oh. Most of the songs sound pretty nice, but they're all kind of about the same thing so it's kind of like um like a story arc is kind of an interesting idea but it's that part of it isn't pulled off that ridiculously well that said if you like the general like indie pop sounds you'll probably find mm-hmm. find a few songs you like and i definitely think you should listen to french navy <laughs> um yeah i'm never gonna say like i would recommend this to absolutely nobody because i think there's always somebody who's going to enjoy it and I actually yeah, did enjoy quite a is. bit of parts mm-hmm. about this album. Um, Graham. All right. Well, thank you for softening the blow a little bit. But if someone were to come to me and ask, hey, Graham, recommend me an album, I don't know if I would ever think to offer uh, my modeling career as a choice. But hear me out. I enjoy the album. There's a lot of good stuff mm-hmm. on this mm-hmm. album. I would tell people to go listen to Camera Obscura because, honestly, I'm interested in listening to more of them. Oh, oh, oh. They do have some great, great stuff on this album for sure. But overall, it just kind of grows tiring. A lot of it's about the same stuff. The strings, well, like I said, I enjoy. Personally, I enjoy them throughout the entirety of the album. Other people might not as much. Right. And if someone was asking me personally to recommend this album... I wouldn't. If I thought somebody would be into something in this vein, I'd probably recommend um, Bell and Sebastian 
like mm-hmm. Dear Catastrophe oh, Waitress or something. <laughs> now, that album <laughs> is something special, but but for Camera Obscura. How, um, how about you? I would, all. of course, recommend this. <laughs> um, I, well, I would recommend it, but, like, if someone's like, Preston, tell me, tell me, like, ten albums to listen to. I wouldn't, I don't know if it'd be on that list, frankly, but if someone was like, I really like Camera Obscura, I really like, you know, something that sounds somewhat similar to Bill and Sebastian, I really like kind of borderline dream kind of indie pop, I'd maybe recommend this. Um, I think it's good. It's There are some catchy parts. It exposes the listener to a lot of different types of songs. We talk about the folksiness, the countryness, the just the poppiness. Yacht, the yacht jazz. The yacht, the yacht jazziness. <laughs> so... Yes, I would recommend it. Not a resounding yes, Marvin. Yeah. Okay. Now that that's out of the way, it's time for the next person Ooh. in our trio. Time to pass the bump, baton. Bump, can, we, can we guess who Graham is going to? No, because you both straight up know it already. I'm almost certain. I actually forgot. Oh, well, I know Preston knows. Oh, wait, so. no, I remember just now. It's the Never Baja mind. Club, right? Oh, damn it. You got me. Let the dogs out. <laughs> the Baja men. <laughs> Baja men. Sexy, uh, oh. Wait. Oh, I was about to make a joke, but never mind. I guess I'm. Probably wasn't very good. Offic- oh my god. But yeah. Probably a short joke. Stop. Mm. Anyways, so, but for past few weeks we've kind of been talking about discussing Kimmy Dawson a little bit. You've been playing her around the apartment a bit. Oh yeah. Now, we live together, by the way, in case you guys don't. Like oh that. yeah, unfortunately. One big happy family. But yeah. So got me thinking, like, yeah, how like Kimmy Dawson. And, you know, I could have gone the generic route, could have just straight up recommended for this week a Kimmy Dawson Dawson album. That or would, a, not, be ba- that would a, not be a bad thing. A Moldy Peaches album. Mm. But, nah, I decided to go outside the box a little bit. And my uh, recommendation is going to be Hokey Fright by The Uncluded. Hokey dokey. Oh. How long have you been waiting to use that joke? <laughs> I just thought of it now. <laughs> oh, anyways. <laughs> Hokey Fright, uh, or actually The Uncluded, are the uh, collaboration between... Obviously, Kimya Dawson and one Aesop Rock. And next me. I love Aesop Rocky. Stop. Stop. <laughs> yes. You're not yes, on. Yes. You're off the next episode. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Ryan. You're. Oh. Oh, my oh. gosh. <laughs> Come on. See, it's fun to make yes. jokes at Preston's expense, but at my expense, it's just not right. <laughs> oh. oh, I disagree. That was fun. Especially that was... a joke that low. Oh, that's it. I'm, I'm ending it here, folks, before it gets any worse. Tune in next week for some uncluded, some hokey fright. Uh, as always, links will be in the description. Uh, any farewell words to our thousands and thousands of listeners? I love all of you, and so does Ryan, and so does Burton, and so does Graham, even though he doesn't love my album. <laughs> I just want to let you know that I have nothing else to say. What he said. <laughs> Pilot! Good night, everybody. <laughs>